But now we are focusing on health and wellness. Um, along with the rebirth of nature, September isn't just about spring, but it also marks Heart Awareness Month. And it is the perfect time to sort of spring clean our lifestyle and make small changes that can lead to years and years of good heart health. Although there is a high awareness of heart disease across the globe, um, sadly, the rates of cardiovascular disease in South Africa in particular continue to rise at an alarming rate. Apparently, one in three men and one in four women will develop a heart condition before the age of 60. Your heart is in the center of your cardiovascular system and it is vital um, for all of us to be responsible in taking care of it because it gives... uh, um, Everything that the body needs, uh, it transports the oxygen. It's instrumental in the transportation rather of oxygen um, and helps us with our immune systems. The list is endless as to why we need to be more responsible in taking care of our hearts. So joining us for this discussion, and we'll take your calls as well, if you have any uh, source of concern around those um, lifestyle issues in, in, in order to maintain good health that you have started embarking on or questions about your heart health, do give us a call at zero one one. 8830702 and we're joined on the line by Gabriel Eckstein who's a dietitian and um, health promotion officer at the Heart and Stroke Foundation. Good afternoon Gabriel, thank you so much for talking to us. Oh, let's get having you on the show. Okay. Yes, there we have you now, Gabriel. Um, so no doubt this is an important month. It is useful to have these sorts of uh, educational uh, awareness uh, periods in the year so that that particular ailment or that particular part of our bodies um, gets that spotlight. Yes, of course. I mean, we are the Heart and Stroke Foundation, so obviously heart health is at the core of what we do, and we try and prevent heart disease. That's really what we're about, is trying to teach people more about heart disease, how to know whether you are likely to get heart disease, and of course, how we can prevent it or even treat it if it does occur. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Heart Awareness Month is all about that, and it builds up until World Heart Day on the 29th of September. Yeah. So why is it important then to keep our hearts healthy? Well, as you already alluded to, the heart is, you know, this is essentially the center of our human body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this big pump we have in the middle, and it's got to take our blood, which is essentially our lifeblood, uh, to the rest of the body. And if the heart is not working, it can't do that job. Uh, so, you know, the, uh, our heart is so, so important. But, yes, if we look worldwide, heart disease is the number one killer uh, around the world. And in South Africa, it's number two after HIV AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we expect to see is that that will continue to increase um, as our lifestyles are getting unhealthier. Uh, so what we eat, whether we exercise or not, if we smoke or not, our stress levels, all these lifestyle-related factors mm-hmm. result in about 80% of the heart diseases we see. So if we can make a change to these factors, we can start living healthier uh, and fuller and longer lives. Mm. So is there a particular age um, or are we also entering into an era where we are seeing heart conditions um, in younger people? So is there a particular age when heart health becomes important? I think that's an excellent question. You know, we think about uh, heart disease as an old age disease, and I think that's one of the biggest myths that we need to get across. Interestingly, this month, we also talk about heart disease in children, and if people want to see more, find out more about that, they can go look on our website. Yeah. But we'll, we'll leave, we'll pack that away for now. Um, heart disease happens over for most of us, over 10, 20, 30 years. It doesn't happen over a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So it's a lifetime disease because of lifestyle choices, Mm -hmm. uh, which means depending on your lifestyle, you can start developing heart uh, disease in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, although it's less unlikely than obviously uh, developing it in your uh, 50s, 60s, and 70s. But yes, we are seeing that people are getting... uh, 
heart disease at a younger age because of our lifestyles, uh, things like diabetes, high blood pressure, high blood cholesterol. The longer you have these conditions, the more likely it is that you can have heart disease. An uh, interesting thing that uh, we often do and we often ask people to do uh, is we've got a very fun website called heartage.me mm-hmm. um, and you can go put in all your particulars there like your cholesterol, your blood pressure, your weight, your height and then it will tell you how old your heart is mm. compared to your age. Mm. Uh, so that is a nice way to see I might be 30, uh, I might be 35 but actually I've got the heart of a 50-year-old or I've got the heart of a 25-year-old if you've got a nice young and healthy heart. So your heart starts aging just as you do but we want to keep it as healthy as we can right so depending on all those lifestyle choices that we make um your heart might be older than your actual age your actual years yes exactly so i mean it's it's just a way of trying to make people more aware of you know what are the things that affect your heart age or your heart health to essentially make your heart older than it should be. Right. Well, Gabriel, stay with us because we'll be talking diet as well, uh, the sort of food that we eat and their effects on our hearts. Um, that's Gabriel Eckstein, a dietitian and health promotion officer at the Heart and Stroke Foundation. But joining us on the line as well is a professor of cardiology at Wits University and Chris Hani Baragwanath Hospital. And that's Professor Richard Notononda on the line to us as well. Good afternoon, Prof. Uh, good afternoon, Azania. Good afternoon to your listener and Gabriel. Well, we are taking calls on 011-883-0702 as we look at heart health. And I'm glad that you could join us, uh, Prof. Let's look at um, a cardiovascular system and the importance of the heart. What does a healthy system look like? Sorry, Azania, I missed your question there. The he- a healthy cardiovascular system, what does it look like? What is it free of? Uh, um, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, Uh, a healthy cardiovascular system is um, the one that you had when you were still young Mm -hmm. and you didn't have any any, uh, health conditions, any uh, such as uh, hypertension, diabetes, kidney disease, you didn't smoke, Mm. you were not obese or overweight, Mm. uh, and you were exercising, you were active like young teenagers are. So that is that is the heart that we should strive to keep. Mm-hmm. So you 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 must strive to keep youthful. Uh, look ideal in terms of body weight. Eat healthy. Mm-hmm. Exercise regularly. Do not smoke. Drink uh, in moderation, and uh, avoid uh, uh, conditions such as high blood pressure, diabetes. Uh, and high cholesterol mm-hmm. as much as you can. And have a regular check by your doctor, yes. by your GP. Yeah. Mm. Well, it sounds, it, 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 a lot of it has to do with our lifestyles, but I know that um, high blood pressure or hypertension is one indicator that that starts to, to, to sound alarm bells, for instance, if there is a cause for concern. So knowing our numbers, knowing our blood pressure is probably a great start. Yes, there are certain numbers you need to know. Mm-hmm. You need to know your, your blood pressure. Your blood pressure ought to be less than 120, 80. Um, it has to be less than 120 mm-hmm. over 80. Your cholesterol, total cholesterol must be less than 5. Okay. And your LDL cholesterol must be less than 3. Because they are different, right, the types of yes. cholesterols. Yeah, and then the good cholesterol, which is the HDL, must be more than 1.1. Mm-hmm. 
And um, your triglyceride, which is the fat component of cholesterol, must be less than 1.7. Your sugar, uh, fasting sugar, must be around about 4 or 5. Sugar, uh, uh, random sugar, that is in between meals. Mm -hmm. Fasting sugar is sugar very early in the morning before you eat anything. Your random sugar must be less than 7. Um, so those are the numbers that you, 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 and you, you, your body weight, yes. must, your ideal, I mean, your body mass index must be less than 25. Because, uh, if, but, yeah. So if it's higher than that, then it's also a source of concern well, because we're getting it, into it, the uh, uh, terrain where we could be considered obese. Yeah, put it this way. Certain conditions mm-hmm. are known as cardiovascular risk factors. Okay. In that, if you have them for a longer period, unmanaged, uncontrolled, you will invariably develop complications. The complications are heart attack, which is called myocardial infarction, heart failure, mm-hmm. and, 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 and these conditions include um, things such as high blood pressure, hypertension, uh, uh, smoking, for example, if you smoke, definitely that's the number one risk factor. Obesity, Mm -hmm. uh, for example, um, diabetes, sugar diabetes, um, and high cholesterol. Let me say that um, in some of these risk factors, Azania, there is a a significant genetic component. For mm-hmm. example, sugar diabetes, hypertension, these conditions run in families. Mm. So if you, um, your father, your mother, your grandparents had sugar diabetes or hypertension, the chances are you as their offspring or their grand offspring can develop this condition. So as you can see, some of them you, you have got really no control. Yes. But some of them, such as smoking, it's a lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. Obesity as well. It's a lifestyle choice. Right. A lack of exercise is a lifestyle choice. And in fact, if you exercise, uh, there is, I mean, we know that in fact, it lowers your blood pressure. It reduces your chance of developing hypertension. Mm-hmm. And of course, you won't be obese if you re- exercise regularly. Absolutely. Now, uh, Prof, so let's, let's take this call from Mark. Um, he's been patiently holding from when we initially started with a critical question about his own heart. Um, Mark in Soweto, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Azania. Thank you for your patience, Mark. Your question or no comment? Um, I've got what they call an electronic uh, blockage or uh, heart electronic blockage mm-hmm. where I've, I've gone and seen a cardiologist and he wasn't too sure whether they should put a pacer, I think they call it a pacer to monitor the, the heartbeat yeah. and he said to me I mustn't worry, I've actually gone to a couple of doctors and they've all diagnosed me with the same problem and they've said no, there's nothing to worry about Okay. but uh, my cause of concern lately was that I tried to apply for uh, life insurance with a certain I mean, being on radio, I won't really say mm-hmm. the, um, um, the company, and they declined my uh, application because of that. I see. So I just wanted to find out from the doctors, is, is there something that we shouldn't really stress about? or mm-hmm. And did you, was that the reason given, the condition? Yes. 
Okay. Um, let's get to the prof on this one. Are you able to assist, Mark? Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a specific question. Mm. Yes, there are um, uh, a group of uh, cardiac conditions uh, that are called heart blocks. And there are, there are differing degrees of heart blocks. You've got first degree heart block, second degree heart block, mm. and a third degree heart block. If you've got a third degree heart block, you need a pacemaker. But if you've got a first degree heart block, um, you don't need anything. Uh, what it is is that for the heart, in fact, one of your questions was, is the heart important for your livelihood, for your life or for mm. your body? Yes. Mm. It's a vital pump because it's a, it drives the circulation to all the other organs. Yes. So if it st- stops, everything stops. It drives the blood flow to all the other organs and deliver oxygen and nutrients to the brain, to the kidney, to the liver, to the muscles, so that we are able to do the things we do. Yes. Now, for it to do that, it has to contract and relax. For it to contract, it needs, there is an, a circuit, an electrical circuit in the heart, where from the time that you conceived, you know, that circuit starts discharging. Mm. So each impulse, electrical impulse, it's, it's followed by contraction. Mm-hmm. So without that, now... That circuit, it's a very um, well-designed, by God, I must add, mm-hmm. it's a very well-designed system, uh, very well-coordinated, um, and it must, it, must, it must work in synchrony yes. as well as with the muscles of the heart as well mm-hmm. so that everything works out, um, together. But something can happen, whether that something is a heart attack, whether you were born with it, whether it's a result of HIV, for example, mm-hmm. whether it's a re- as a result of high blood pressure, or whether it's as a result of myocarditis, which is in- inflammation Mm-mm. of the heart, usually following a flu-like illness, you can develop a heart block whereby that conduction system does not work properly. Yes. It's blocked. But does That's he, what we refer to. Should Mark be concerned, considering that he's been turned down for this life insurance? I assume that he is asymptomatic, but you know, insurance people are in the business of making money. Okay. So whenever there is a, a slight thing in, involving your heart, they'll usually either load you or turn you down. Mm. As long as he has seen a cardiologist and they, he is completely asymptomatic, because some of these the severe degrees of heart block make you feel dizzy, uh, make you feel you know spinning, can give you palpitation and you can faint, and you can die suddenly. Mm. So if it's not a severe degree of the heart block, the variety which is severe, like um, like um, uh, uh, level three, for example. Yeah. Eh? Yes, what it, you've it, just it, described. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm sure his, his doctors will, will sort that out. I mean, if it's, it's a... Um, it's a grade two heart block. I mean, there's nothing for him to worry about. All right. Well, if let's... it's grade two, yeah. it depends on whether he's asymptomatic. If he's dizzy, he's short breath, he's got chest pain, he's okay. got palpitations. If he's completely asymptomatic, we watch. But if it's, he's, symptom, he's got those symptoms, then we put a pacemaker. Right. Well, let's, course, take, let's take a break, yeah. Professor, and then we'll come back to other calls because there are quite a few people that would like to ask those direct questions could, per, pertaining to their own heart health. And I also want to hear from Gabriel about some of the food choices that we make and how they impact on our hearts. Uh, more on this after the break. Much time remaining. Let's take your questions on heart health. My guests are Gabriel Eckstein, Dietitian and Health Promotion Officer at the Heart and Stroke Foundation, and then Professor of Cardiology 
Radiology at Wits University and Chris Hani Baragwanath Hospital, uh, Richard uh, Netononda. Uh, Jacob and Centurion, hello, uh, Jacob. Hi, Azania, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm good. Yes, I wanted to ask the prof, I was diagnosed with sleep apnea, mm-hmm. meaning that I struggle to sleep or to have a deep sleep. So I just wanted to find out if that could also lead to heart complications and what should one do. All right, Jacob. Thank you for that one. Prof? Quick one, yes. Sleep apnea increases your risk of hypertension, Mm -hmm. your risk of atrial fibrillation, which is an irregular heartbeat that can lead to stroke. Mm -hmm. It actually directly increases your risk of myocardial infarction, heart attacks, as well as strokes mm. and cardiovascular disease. Um, so, and it's usually due to overweight, either mainly due to overweight, but it can also be due to inherent weaknesses of muscles of the uh, larynx or oropharynx. Yeah. So it needs, and what it is, is that you, you have this intermittent uh, episode that when you go into deep sleep, your oxy- oxygen level in your blood drops. Mm-hmm. You don't ventilate the lungs as well as you should, because the airflow into the lung is blocked. So it is a cardiovascular risk factor. I see. So you should yep. uh, uh, look it at the sort checked. of changes Yeah, that I mean, there's make. treatment for it. I mean, uh, there is what we call positive pressure ventilation, where he can wear a mask uh, that uh, keeps positive pressure and keeps the oropharynx open when he's fast asleep. Right. Well, let's hear yeah. from Gabriel now about what we can all do, those things that we can be mindful of as far as uh, maintaining good heart health. Gabriel? Uh, yes, I think uh, when you're speaking about, about food in particular, mm. yes, you know, we've already heard about what are the risk factors. So being overweight is a big one. So, so how your diet affects your weight, but also how your diet affects your blood pressure level is very, very important. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for the little bit of time we have remaining, what we can do is keep it really simple and say, what are the foods we know is good for our heart and we should be eating more of them? And that's actually quite an easy question to ask, uh, to answer, and that is uh, more fruits, more vegetables, uh, some dairy food, uh, rather whole grain foods, foods with more roughage rather than refined foods and sugary foods. Mm-hmm. And what are the foods we should not be eating too much of? And those are typically the foods that are very salty, very sugary, uh, very um, oily, deep fried foods. Those are things we should not be eating regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of people do. So, you know, we have to say these foods should be foods we have uh, less frequently, maybe once a week, maybe once a second week, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. And we have to eat more of the good stuff. Uh, that we know is healthy, and also look at how much we're eating uh, because that can also be a problem that leads to weight gain, which obviously in turn leads to heart diseases. Yes. Now, Kenya has asked, he wants you to repeat the website where you can compare the age of your heart. Is this, uh, can we find it on the Heart and Stroke Foundation's website? You can find it on our uh, website or it's just heartage.me. And what you can also do is uh, look on our website. We have free testings for all your cholesterol, for all your blood pressure, blood glucose for the month of September. And the details will be on our website. So heartage.me. Thank you very much, Gabriel. That's Gabriel Dean, Dietitian and Health Promotion Officer at the Heart and Stroke Foundation. And we also had Professor Richard Netononda, who is a professor of cardiology at WITS and at Chris Honey Baragwanath Hospital.